Welcome to the Lord's house this morning. It's wonderful to be in God's house. Uh, we thank God for being here and for what we felt already this morning. We just had a wonderful, powerful spiritual Sunday school. I thank God for it. Good to see everybody that's here. Good to see folks coming in. We thank God for his tender mercies. God sure is good to us. Especially want to welcome all our visitors. Have a verse of scripture I'd like to read and it was one of the verses that I read Wednesday night, but it's still on my heart. I want to read it again. And it ties in so uh, much with uh, the Sunday school lesson. This is in the uh, sixth chapter of the book of Matthew. And uh, we'll just read uh, uh, one verse, verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And uh, let's all stand for just a moment. We'll have a word of prayer. As we pray, precious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to assemble together today, Lord. God, we thank you for the spirit that we felt and that we feel this morning. God, thank you for the beautiful sunshine on the outside and on the inside. God, we appreciate your marvelous grace and mercy. Lord, we just have such a feeling for the service this morning. We pray for the choir. We pray for everything we do. Pray for the the service in its entirety, whatever needs done, God just bless it with great power. Lord, we ask you these things and praise you in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated. We'll turn over to the choir. Page 43. 
page 44. 44.
It's such a blessing being in the Lord's house this morning. I already mentioned I just appreciated and enjoyed Sunday school so much, and now I've enjoyed the choir. I'm telling you what, I, I appreciate those good songs that they were singing about. Uh, I'm telling you what, we got something to look forward to, folks. Uh, sometimes, you know, you hear the news and it's just bad and worse and worse. And sometimes, I don't know about anybody else, but it kind of gets to me. I don't watch much news or listen to much anymore. But still, you hear enough, it, it'll bug you. But when it starts bugging me sometime, God will whisper to me. He'll say, don't worry about that. Pray and do all you can to do what's right. But trust me, because I've got, I've got control, and I'm still on the throne, and everything's going to be all right. One of these days, we'll be out of this old world. Uh, we're going over on the other side, like we sang about. It's sure... I declare it's good to be here today, uh, good to feel what we feel. And, and I'll tell you, I want to tell you this. Even after Sunday school was over, and uh, I was up here in front, and I was watching people come in, God bless my heart. Thank you for being here this morning. And uh, I appreciate uh, what I feel, and I have, I have uh, just a great, great feeling for this service this morning. I believe God's going to speak to people's hearts in a mighty way. And uh, if we'll obey the Lord, it'll just be amazing what kind of meeting we can have this morning. Let's all stand for just a moment. Everybody has unspoken requests. Just raise your hand. Amen. Now, whoever has something on your heart to say, if you want to make a prayer request or even got a testimony, you follow the Lord. Okay, remember that. Appreciate that. Somebody else? Amen. Remember that. Somebody else? Have one. We've already raised hands for unspoken requests, but I feel like mentioning I've got something on my heart I want people to help me really pray for. got some folks on my heart I want you to really help me pray for. Anyone else? Yeah. If I understood that correctly, that's sounding sounding better, isn't it? That what? Yeah. Amen. Okay. Thank the Lord. Anyone else? All right. Well, it's good to be here this morning. Amen. Remember that great request. Thank the Lord. Well, I could feel that. Any more? Yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, man. And I can go back in my life. 
Yes, when sir. I turned my life over to God, he knocked and I answered. Amen. And if you're here today and you don't have that time and place, you need to get it before you leave here because you never know when you're going home. You're leaving one way or the other. Amen. Well, that's right. Well, that's, that's right on point. Thank the Lord. Lay that to your heart. Amen. Remember those. There's a lot to pray for this morning. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's good. Sometimes even when things don't seem like they're working out, they are. Amen. Appreciate those words. We're glad Brother Vince is here this morning. Anyone else? All right, if not, we'll ask Brother Carl and Brother Bill to lead us this morning. Obey the Lord. Who'd feel like singing this morning? If you got a song in your heart, by by all means, come singing. God's give you something what needs to be sung. Anybody? Let's pray for them. Pray while they come. Well, I appreciate it. Pray for our young people.
to church because of sports and life. Yeah. And his message was about his dad, and he didn't know if he truly got saved. He didn't have that. He didn't tell that testimony. Yeah. And I've lived with that for my whole life because I don't know about my mother. I know she had a pipe bowl. I know she went to church, but I never heard that testimony. And when I got saved that Mother's Day, I knew at that point that I was going to heaven. And I had that testimony. And I've tried to live with that. And try to make sure people understand. I failed daily. But I have a family that I have to push out. And this week really hurt me because I had to go with Ethan back to North Carolina. And I missed out on Tina's funeral. And it really hurt me because I really grew close to Tina and Vince. And I really enjoyed the fellowship we always had, and I always look forward to them, guys. But I know that she was going to a better place. There was no doubt in my mind because she told everybody. She was so sick and could barely talk. With that smile on her face and the Facebook post, you always knew that there was a message behind everything. And I don't want to have that point. And if you don't have any feelings and don't understand what we're doing up here, with the emotions because we feel this. You need to help yourself and feel, do a self-check yourself because there's something not right. So we're going to sing God is, um, if there was no God, because going up and down the mountains, going back to West Virginia, through West Virginia, Virginia, and talking to my brother that slid so far away, but he still has the light. I was able to sit with him. I mean, we listened to Caleb all the way through and it was so nice. But I don't want people to understand, like, this world's getting nasty. You still have to have faith. I don't care what happens tomorrow because I know for a fact that I'm going to heaven. I don't have that doubt in my life. I'm not scared. If something happens, I don't want to leave. But if something happens, I'm going to be with Tina and the rest of my family.
thank the Lord for the young people. Boy, it's sure done a good job. It's good singing, good spirit, and great songs. Anybody else got something on your heart? All right. If not, just want to keep praying. I want you to look uh, back with me to the book of Matthew. Uh, I want to read again that scripture that I opened up with. It's still on my heart. Uh, I'll start at uh, the sixth chapter of the book of Matthew and uh, uh, the last uh, few verses there. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to read a little more than usual, but I'm going to read from verse 28 down through verse 34. You just pray uh, for me and with me. And uh, and then I'll have a couple more places I'll read as I go on. But uh, in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 6, Verse 28, Jesus is, Jesus is one speaking here. He says, Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you, that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow's cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Now listen, this sums it up. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things which self. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And so uh, I want to use the subject today, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And uh, I praise God that we're able to do that. Uh, God, through the leadership of his Holy Spirit, makes it possible for us to do that. Now, and I want to then turn back to the first uh, part of chapter 5 and uh, get a little bit of this. Brother Carl covered some of this in Sunday school. And, uh, but even before I read this first part of chapter 5, I want to go back and tell you a little bit about uh, chapter 3, 4, uh, back before this. Uh, just a couple of chapters back, uh, Jesus went down to John the Baptist and said, I'm going to be baptized. Well, John said, Lord, uh, I'm not worthy to unloose your shoe latches. I'm, I need to be baptized to you. But Jesus said, suffer it, which means allow. Allow it to be so to fulfill all righteousness. Well, then, so uh, John uh, took Jesus Christ down in the river of Jordan and he baptized him. Uh, boy, he did that, uh, for example, for you and I to follow. Uh, when we get saved, we need to get baptized, be a part of the church, live for the Lord. Now, here's what happened. Right after Jesus got baptized, he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness, and he fasted there 40 days. Afterward, he was hungered, and then Satan came and confronted him and tempted Jesus there in the wilderness. It was a rough time the Lord had, and, but uh, God uh, had the power to get through that, and he has the power to get us through that. If we have troubles, I'm telling you what, God's big enough to get us through our troubles. Sometimes we say, and I know what people mean, sometimes we say God won't put on us any more than we can bear. But I heard somebody else say this, and I like this better. God uh, never allows us to have more put on us than he can help us bear. It's him that really gets us through it and him that really does the job. So then come down to uh, chapter 5. Uh, this is right after Jesus had got through uh, suffering his temptation in the wilderness. And it says, and uh, I'll get uh, the last verse in chapter 4. And there followed him great multitudes of people from Galilee and from Decapolis and from Jerusalem and from Judea and from beyond Jordan. Verse uh, 1 in chapter 5 said, And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was said, his disciples came unto him, 
And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, and now starts out here in verse 3, said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Then down in verse 6, says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And so I want you to get this. Jesus went up into a mountain, and uh, this is probably the longest message uh, that Jesus ever gave in one place. He started out here, goes through uh, chapter 5, goes all the way through chapter 6. This is called the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, well, because he went up on the mountain and gave this sermon. Uh, makes sense. But I want you to know uh, it wasn't just for the crowd that was following him up on the mountain, folks. It was for me and you. And this whole two chapters sums up why and how we need to seek uh, the Lord. We need uh, uh, to seek the kingdom and the righteousness of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and these other things will be added unto you. But uh, what kind of uh, things does this need uh, to be? What, what needs to be added to us? What do we need to be doing? Brother Carl uh, taught about it in Sunday school. I want to get this. Carl explained it in Sunday school. Uh, I want to go back over it. I uh, said, uh, verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uh, you've got to know you're poor before you can get rich. Jesus uh, talks to the people of Laodicea in chapter 3 in the book of Revelation. He said, you say that you're rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Uh, you folks think you've got it all. Uh, but he said, I say unto you uh, that uh, you're poor and wretched and miserable and blind and naked. Uh, he said, I counsel you to buy of me gold that's been tried in the fire. Uh, the gospel uh, told me, uh, Jimmy, how poor I was and how lost I was and how dead in the trespasses of sin I was. The gospel told me that. Uh, but it said you can have the gold that's been tried in the fire. Uh, uh, boy, I got it. Uh, Vince, I got it. Uh, when I was 12 years old uh, and I, I'm like you said I'm glad uh, Tina had it and I'm glad she testified about it uh, she talked about it uh, she praised God uh, as she got uh, close to the end of her life and uh, her sickness was uh, bad seemed like her testimony uh, just got brighter and brighter uh, she was just getting a little closer home my friend I've got that in my soul I'm on my way to heaven uh, but listen uh, we need uh, to do the things that God wants us to do after we get we need to seek him and get him in our soul. And, uh, like I said, verse uh, 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after us, for they shall be filled. When I was a lost boy, I hungered and I thirsted after righteousness. God filled my soul. I've got it in my soul. But now, now, let's go on and talk about after you get saved. There's some things you need to do. And that's what Jesus was talking about. I'm going to have to take my time a little bit. You pray real hard. Boy, I, I've got this on my heart. I've had it for a while. I need to preach uh, what God wants me to preach this morning. Uh, listen to this. Uh, let's go down here uh, into the 13th verse. He said, ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Uh, listen. Then he goes on down in verse 14. said, ye are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men put a light of candle and put it under a bushel but they put it on a candlestick uh, he went on down said let your light so shine that others may see your good work and come in and glorify the father what's that talking about if you'll seek uh, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, uh, you can be like the salt of the earth. You are the salt of the earth. Uh, uh, what does salt have? What is special about salt? It has a preservative value. Uh, uh, you know, you can salt things. It'll preserve it. I'm telling you what, uh, God put salt in his children. We are the salt of the earth. Uh, we can show people what they need, and if they'll come to Jesus, uh, they can get the salt put in them. They can be preserved uh, by the power and the glory of God. Uh, 
Mark, I'm glad. Ma, you are the light of the world. Uh, listen, uh, don't put you a light under a can or under a bushel, but put it up on a candlestick. Raise it up high where folks can see it. Brother Carl was teaching about this in Sunday school. We need, uh, not only just with our mouth, uh, it said back there in the 107th Psalm, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. But he taught, and I'll say amen to it. If our words is the only thing that says it, it don't have much power to it. But if we'll live for God every day, let our light shine, uh, we can have power with God. And again, I'm gonna have to take my time. Uh, I got a lot I need to say this morning. You say, oh boy, we'll be late getting out. I can't help it. Uh, listen this morning, uh, just pray real hard. Uh, I, I got so much on my heart. I need to I'll just take my time and preach what God's given me. Uh, let me tell you something today. Uh, after God has been so good to us, how can we not be good to him? I've been saved since I was 12 years old and I've let the Lord down a lot but I don't want to let him down. I want to live for him and those things get in our way. Now in life, we get disappointed. We get our feelings hurt. We get obstacles in the way but I'm going to tell you what, after God's been so good to me as he's been to me, he's the best thing that ever happened to me. If the only thing that I'd ever had happen to me from the Lord was that I got saved by his marvelous grace. If I wouldn't have had a wife and I wouldn't have had children and I wouldn't have had grandchildren and I wouldn't have had this wonderful church to be part of, boy, I'd have missed out a lot if I hadn't had those things. But even if the only thing God had ever done for me, if I just had an opportunity and I trusted Jesus and I got saved, I still could say God's been better to me than I've ever been to him. He's a good God. God is good, folks. Uh, uh, and listen, uh, uh, if God has been that good to you, I'm telling you what, we ought to be good to him. We ought to do what he said. We ought to let our light shine. And uh, I'm telling you what, it takes more than just a, a part-time effort. Uh, we need to serve God with our whole heart. When, when he said over here, uh, where I started out, where he said, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm telling you what, uh, God knows what we need. Uh, we have something. In our soul, if we've been saved by the grace of God, we need to live for Jesus. Now, if you're here today and you're not saved, you need to get saved. Because huh? listen, if you don't get saved, you're going to die and lift up your eyes in hell like the rich man. Uh, but Jesus died on that old cross so we wouldn't have to die the second death and go to hell, but we can have eternal life in Christ Jesus. And so, uh, come on down through here. Now, uh, you stay with me and pray real hard. Uh, listen, it goes on down through here, and here's another uh, thing. This is still part of the Sermon on the Mount. This is still part of Jesus' mission. Now, there's a, a lot in here I'm not going to get to, but there's a few things God's really pointed out to me I need to preach on this morning. Down here in verse 23, in verse 24, there's still chapter 5. He said, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and thou rememberest that thy brother hath all against thee, what is all? That's any little thing. All is just the tiniest speck. So think about that. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and rememberest that thy brother hath all against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way, and be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Now, now let me share this with you. I marked this over in the book of Mark. This is in the 11th chapter of Mark, and uh, it's over here in verse 25 and 26. Now, this is incredible. Uh, this is what God uh, can give you the power to do. Uh, God uh, delivers us uh, from the power that Satan has over us when we follow him. This is what it says here. Again, Mark 11, 25 and 26. And when you stand praying, 
Uh, forgive if you have all against any that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, let me say a point about that. This might shock you. Uh, when you come before the Lord to pray uh, and uh, you realize that you've got uh, uh, something here against somebody, he said, go ahead and forgive them. Uh, somebody, I've talked to people before. I said, have you, have you forgive so-and-so? I said, no, they haven't asked me to forgive them yet. Well, uh, it's good for them to ask you. Uh, but you're not confined uh, to waiting for them to ask you uh, if you've got something against them. Forgive them already. And then if they come and ask you, that's wonderful. Uh, but you can be free of that burden. Uh, you don't have to carry You don't have to carry the bitterness and the anger and the pain of having something against somebody. By the grace of God, you can just go ahead and forgive them. Isn't that wonderful? Just get rid of it. Uh, put it behind you and move on. And so uh, down here, uh, let me just uh, take my time here. Uh, get this. I want you to get this. I want to read this again. I already read it, but therefore if thou bring thy gift to the altar and remember that thy brother hath ought against thee. See, this is both sides of it. This is, is if your brother has ought against you, you go to him and get reconciled. He said, leave thy, thy gift before the altar. Go thy way and first be reconciled. Then come and offer thy gift. Make it a clear path. If they got something against you, get it fixed. If you got something against them, forgive them. And I keep moving on. Now, let me get this. Uh, down here in verse 43, there's still chapter 5. Uh, listen to this. Still kindly on the same topic. Uh, if you, I said down here, you have heard that it hath been said, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that despitefully use you and, and persecute you. Uh, boy, I'm telling you what, that goes against the nature of the flesh, but it's according uh, to the nature of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the man that's on the inside, that's what God gives us to do. So listen, said, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he make this son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? You do not do not even the publicans the same. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans so. No, if you just love them that loves you, that's not uh, letting your light shine. That's not being the salt. That's not being uh, somebody that says to the Lord, oh, Lord, I love you. If you love the Lord, you have to love folks around you. And when the Bible said back there in the 107th Psalm, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's by our actions from our heart. That's the way we say so. And he comes on down through here, and he goes on. Says, "Let me get this. And if you salute your brother only, which uh, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans, but be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect." And so now on down through here, we come down into the sixth chapter, uh, and uh, somebody probably thought, "Lord, he's going to preach all day." Uh, he just halfway through. I got through the fifth chapter. Uh, I, I try to uh, preach short and concise, and I'll try to do that this morning. I'll try to be short and concise if it takes me two hours. Uh, but you pray real hard. I, I, just, I just on my heart. I, I can't take it home with me. I've got to leave it here. Uh, uh, so we can all take it home uh, in another sense. Uh, down here is what's called the Lord's Prayer. It's not really the Lord's Prayer. It's God's example of a prayer to you and me. But Jesus prayed down here. Uh, he'd been talking to them. Some of them, when they'd pray, they'd stand up and they'd make a big show of prayer. They was just trying to do it to get praise from people. Uh, Jesus said, don't do it that way, but pray from your heart. And here's what he said. And down here in verse 9, chapter 6, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Well, hallowed, that's talking about the righteousness of God. That's back to our subject. And then it comes on down through here, thy kingdom come. Uh, see, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. These other things will be added to you. That's the very thing he's talking about in opening up his prayer. So get this again. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Most of the most of the little plaques that you see with the so-called Lord's Prayer on, they miss that word. Now, where it says down here, thy will be done in earth, it'll say on earth. I guess they think God missed a word, but he didn't. It means thy will be done in earth. That means in here. And, and let, me, let me have the will of God done in this body just like it's done in my soul. Thy, listen, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our day, bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Still talking about forgiveness. Now listen, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, still talking about the kingdom, the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then he goes on. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Well, I'll tell you what. I've got a lot I need forgiving, so I'd like to do a lot of forgiving to be on the spot to get forgiveness, wouldn't you? I'd like to have my heart right. I'd like to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and let the other things be added unto me. Now, I want to preach about some more other things that can be added, and you just keep praying and keep listening. It goes down through here, uh, verse uh, 24. This is uh, chapter 6 down here uh, in the, uh, the Bible of Matthew, verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon means riches, means earthly riches. Uh, well, preacher, you mean we're not allowed to be rich? God has nothing against you being rich. You can be rich. He just doesn't want you to put your riches ahead of him. Uh, well, let me tell you about a man one time named Solomon. Uh, his father, David, uh, he'd come to the end of his journey in his life. And David was a great king in some ways. Uh, but he'd come down to the end of the road. And uh, God put Solomon in as a king down over in Israel. Well, now, if you want to read the Second Chronicles chapter 7, you can start the first few verses there. Solomon and God had a conversation. God said, Solomon, I'm putting this in my words. Uh, Solomon, what can I do for you? Solomon, uh, from his heart, he said, God... I want you to give me wisdom and knowledge so I can go in and out before this great people and I can be the kind of leader I need to be. Well, boy, I'm telling you, that touched the heart of God. And God said, Solomon, you could ask me for riches. You could ask me for wealth. Uh, he said, Solomon, you could have asked uh, to be famous. You could ask me for all kinds of things. But instead of that, from your heart, you've asked me for wisdom and knowledge. Why? So Solomon uh, could do God's will. Solomon was seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. And so God told Solomon, because you've put me first, I'm going to give you all of it. I'm going to uh, let you have wisdom and knowledge. Boy, he was a wise man, uh, but he was also a rich man. God blessed him with great riches. And so uh, it's okay to have plenty of money, uh, but listen, uh, it's not necessary to have plenty of money to be happy down in your soul. Uh, I've known some folks uh, that, uh, to use a, a saying, uh, uh, just poor as Job's turkey, uh, and, and they had riches beyond measure. 
Some of them I think of, and it causes me to rejoice, and it causes me to weep in the Lord. I'd rather have a full cup of God's blessings and an empty bank account than to have the bank full and be far away from God. And so let's go on down through here and get a little more of this. Listen, it's set up here in the 19th verse, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth, but lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. But let's move on down through here, uh, down into the 28th verse. I read this already. Why take your thought for raiment? Uh, consider the lily of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. I'm telling you what, we need to put the things of the world off to the side. Now, I want to make this clear. Jesus wasn't saying you shouldn't uh, uh, take uh, uh, measures to have the things that your family need. He, he wasn't saying uh, you should just uh, slack off. Uh, he wasn't saying uh, that your children should go hungry or you shouldn't have a place to live. Jesus wasn't saying that. He was saying don't put those things first. If you'll put God first, I'll help you to have the things you need in life. I'm going to have to get my breath. You pray I'm not done yet. Not done yet. I might preach an hour or two this morning. I can't help you. But listen, what Jesus was saying down here he said down here, take no thought for this. Well, let me, let me get this. I'll get this and get back to this. Boy, it amazed me when Ryan got up to open up Sunday school. Well, he's right on, the, right on the same subject I'm on this morning. He said, you know, sometimes, he said, we'll make a great effort to get to a ball game or ball games. He said, sometimes that's probably okay. Uh, but if I can say it kind of like he did, try the best I can. He said, but we ought to make the greatest effort to come to the house of God. We ought to be about the Father's business. And listen. I've had people come to me before and say, Preacher, uh, I want to come to church, but they've mandated me to work. I ought to work on Sunday. And I said, Well, if you, can't, if you can't help it, you can't help it. I mean, I believe even God understands that. If you got to, sometimes you have an ox in the ditch. But we ought not make choices that keeps us from the house of God. I, I told this story a little while back. I'll tell it again. I had a good friend, and, and he was coming to church real regular, and all of a sudden he wasn't coming anymore. And I said, Buddy, what's happened? He said, they said, I got to work. I, gotta, I said, well, I hate that. Wonder why they, uh, I wonder why they had you start working all the time on Sunday. And he kind of dropped his head. He said, well, I'll tell you. He said, this job come open. He said, the pay was a lot better in it. And he said, I really wanted it. And I, I knew I'd probably have to work Sunday. So I just, I bid on it anyway. And I said, well, you chose then to work every Sunday. Uh, you're the one that bid on the job. They didn't make you take that job. You could have stayed in the job you had. And he said, yeah, you're right. He said, I'm going to try to get back in that other job. And I said, I hope you can. After a little while, he did. But what I'm saying we need to make choices that are good choices to do the will of God. And I've talked to people before, and they'd say, Preacher, I'm going to do some things for the Lord pretty soon, but I've got these things that I've got that I want to do, and this over here that I want to do, and that over there I want to do. After I get my things done I want to do, then I'm going to serve God. I'm going to tell you what, we better put God first today instead of trying to put him first after a while. Let me tell you this little story. Some of you will know who this man is. I'm not going to name him. But there was a brother used to come to Lyme Missionary Baptist Church and he got wrapped up in his job and he started working seven days a week. And I talked to him, I said, buddy, we need you in church. You got a good spirit about you. He said, yeah, I'm going to come. He said, but I've got some things I want to accomplish. And he said, I'm working. I'm trying to get money for this and money for that. And I'm planning on retiring. And he said, as soon as I get retired, he said, I'm going to really go to work for the Lord. And this is true. He retired one day. He got sick the next day. And a few days later, he was dead. He didn't have much retirement. 
If we're going to do anything for God, we need to do it in the right now of time. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. These other things will be added unto you. Listen to me today. Listen. If God loves you enough to give his only begotten son to die on the cross, we ought to love him enough to put him first in our life today, not wait till tomorrow, but put him first today. And get your song ready. I'm really not going to preach all day. Somebody needs to make some decisions today. You know, I preached a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was, about bestir. God told David when the Philistines was coming against him to camp over against the mulberry tree. When you hear the sound of the goings and tops of the mulberry tree, that means the sound of an army marching. God told David, he said, bestir thyself and go out into the battle. Bestir means to make a decision and put action in it. I'm telling you what, we need to put action in our decisions. If we make a real decision, we need to put actions in it. Are you willing to put some actions in it? Listen to me. I want to say this. I'm holding you up a little bit, but I've got to tell this. Uh, listen, if you had a job that was real important to you, and you're supposed to work five days a week, and you went there on Monday, and then you didn't go back till the next Monday, how, how happy would your employer be with you? We need to do what we need to do well. You say, I've got I've to be faithful to my job. I'm telling you what, uh, we just have church three times a week. We've got Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. Some people can't come to all of them. If you can only come once a month, then come once a month, and God will bless you for coming that once. But if you can come to church every time the doors is open, it's your responsibility to be in church every time the doors is open. Uh, it's your responsibility. And I'll tell you what, uh, don't you think you owe God something? You can't pay him, but I, I think you ought to owe God something. Uh, I hope this message don't offend anybody, but if it does, I can't help it. I'm just preaching what God's given me. God's been so good to us, we ought to try to be good to God. Stand up and sing. If you need to come, daughter, come. Obey the Lord. What are your priorities? Is God first in your life? Or some of your own projects first in your life? Some of your recreation first in your life? Some of this or that or the other first in your life? Where are you with the Lord? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And these other things will be added to you. Listen, if you need to come and pray about something that's totally different than anything I preached, the altar's still open. God knows your heart. Do what God would have you to do today, but do something. Let's not be ashamed to step out and be honest for God. Let's put God on the first today. Let's put him by first. I'll tell you what, God loves you. Jesus died for you and rose from the dead for you and entered back into heaven for you. Will you come today? Would you come just like you are?
Lord will do something to bless our life. Please obey the Lord. Please obey the Lord this morning. If you don't want to obey him, you don't have to. But it's a bad choice. Choose ye this day whom you'll serve. That's enough. That's enough. As far as I need to go, guess. Appreciate those, that good singing. Anything on anybody's heart before we come to close? Change my, my impression, needing one more song. I thought I was done, but God said, no, sing one more. If you're here, please don't be ashamed to step out for the Lord. If God's wanting you to come pray, if you don't even want to say anything, get up and go back to your seat, do that. But you know what? We need to seek the Lord. We need to seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. If you're lost, you need to get saved. And if you're saved, you need to put God first. Are you doing it? Are you putting God first? While we're saying, you decide. Please come.
Christian-based, Catholic-based, and my family has never been to church with me before, and we've been through some tough times, and God's right. never gave up on us, and Amen. I'm trying to prove to them that I'm not going to give up on them. And Amen. I was waiting for this day. Amen. Well, I praise the Lord. Let's give some applause. <laughs> now, when you get, that's up to you. When you get saved, it's good to get baptized and join church. You want to do that? Okay. My, my offer of motion we receive these two men as candidates for baptism. Okay. All right. Second for that. And everybody in favor of that, just raise your hand. And thank the Lord for that. And you might want to join here if you ain't already a member. Pray about that. All right. Thank the Lord. Now let's get some applause again. I think we'll applause in there. All right. Praise God. I thank the Lord for you. If you want to go be seated, you can. Boy, it'd be an understatement if I say God sure is amazing, wouldn't it? God sure is amazing. Thank the Lord for these folks. Boy, they've blessed my heart. God's blessed our hearts. Wow. Anybody else got anything on your heart you want to say or do? I need one more verse. God keeps impressing me. Somebody else here needs to come. Now, listen. If you're here and you've been saved, but you haven't been where you need to be with the Lord, how about coming, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and letting God bless you? And if you're lost, like these two men have done, and you feel that and you'd come and pray, God will save you too. God loves all of us the same. He loves each individual so much 
that if there would only been one sinner, me or you or one of them, Jesus would have still come and died. He loves us that much. So whatever your case is, would you come pray? While we sing this verse, one, one more verse. obey the Lord. Just step out. It takes one step to start this way. God will help you make that step and he'll help you. Come on. Come on. Obey the Lord. Obey the Lord. appreciate all those good songs. Now, anybody else got anything on your heart to say or do before we turn over for the announcement? Okay, if not, just be seated for a minute. All right. Got a couple things we want to share with you. Uh, got a letter from Pleasant View Missionary Baptist Church. That's up for Brother Denny Hunter's pastor. Dear Lime Missionary Baptist Church, Pleasant View Missionary Baptist Church, invite you to join us in ordaining Brother B.J. Vance. The ordination service will be on October the 23rd, 2021, at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Everyone's invited to attend. We ask that all ordained men attend the service uh, be at church by 1 p.m. Also, there will be a dinner following service. We ask that all please pray for the service. And uh, I'm going to let somebody else read this one. You can go ahead. Pastor Appreciation Day and family and friends. This will be Sunday, October 31st. The preacher's undecided. Okay. Please cook like it's homecoming. That's pretty exciting. And there will be no church Sunday night. So be there. So. All right. <laughs> Remember that. Um, we are going to Furry Tail Farms today. Um, we're going to meet over there at 2 o'clock. That'll just give everybody a chance to kind of go get something to eat, whether you want to go eat at home or go through a drive-thru, whatever. Um, this is out towards Waynesfield. If you haven't been there before, um, you can catch me after church and I can get you the address. Um, please let me know if you're coming and how many um, you're bringing. Um, that way we can kind of give a head count to give them at the door. Um, we'll meet in the parking lot of Furry Tail Farms. Um, that way we can get the group rate. Um, and then you can kind of stay or go as you please. Um, but it will be $5 for younger youth, $10 for adults, and the grandparents are free. So that's that. And then we're not going to be doing Pray the Halls today. Instead, I want you, if you're a youth, to grab your parent and come sign up for the New Haven trip, which is next weekend. Um, that'll be the 23rd and the 24th. Um, we'll be staying the night at Camp Chautauqua. Um, 
We will meet here, that'll be next Saturday, at 7.45 in the morning. But like I said last week, it'll be great. Um, and we're going to spend the day at New Haven. Um, and then that next Sunday morning, um, we'll go to New Haven Church. So you will need to pack one church outfit. Um, girls will be a modest dress, boys dress pants and a collared shirt. It is $15 per person to stay the night, and I would bring another $15 to eat on, um, so $30 a person. Um, but if you have not graduated yet, I really need you to come sign up and um, get your permission slip, your emergency medical form filled out. So please come see me. And Scott did want me to tell everybody, if you do plan on coming next weekend, to please dress warm because we don't know what the weather will be like. I want to make my, my guest announcements. God willing, this coming Sunday, to be the 24th, preacher Murphy Buell is going to be with us. And uh, so we really pray for Murphy Buell and uh, uh, pray for that ordination service, pray for all the activities that's going on. We need to be much in prayer. Let's pray for the folks that God's speaking to and there's a need in their life and they haven't moved, haven't bestirred themselves, haven't made a decision and put it into action. Let's, let's really pray. Got a lot to pray for. Okay, anything else before we come to a close? Remember service time tonight at 6 o'clock. Really pray. I'm going to wait until this is over before I dismiss. <laughs> I guess we have to dismiss now. Everybody stand. <laughs> Pray dismiss. I mentioned that, but it's in the foyer. If you want to put something in the offering, if you want to put something in the offering, you can do it as you go out. It's in the foyer. <laughs>